This is the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman. Brought to you by Decisions in Dentistry and the Academy of Dental CPAs. Whether it's taxes, investing, or planning wisely, Art is your guide to make your dental practice as profitable as possible. Here's your host, Dental CPA, Art Wiederman. And hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman CPA. I am your host. My name is Art Wiederman. I am a dental-specific CPA located in Southern California. And as of tomorrow morning, because it is now Sunday night, July the 19th, as of tomorrow morning, I will be a partner at the CPA firm of Ide Bailey, and I am incredibly excited about that. I'm going to tell you a little bit about my new firm that we have uh, we have merged with. I've been with HMWC for the past two and a half years, and um, HMWC has joined forces with Ide Bailey, which is... Uh, a large regional CPA firm with uh, offices uh, in the Western United States. So we'll talk about that today. We're going to talk about our new, very exciting partnership between the Academy of Dental CPAs and my very, very good friend Gary Takis and his podcast. So we'll talk about that a little bit today. We're also going to talk about the stimulus bills uh, that are out there, the stimulus proposals, because, again, today is uh, July 19th. Like I've been telling you, everybody, we're over four months into the uh, pandemic, and uh, uh, it's been a long road. It seems a lot longer than four months, and I was talking to some of my really good friends from college. I, uh, I graduated from Long Beach State University. As I always say, Long Beach State's football team has been undefeated since 1993 when the football program ended. We have the best record of anybody. No losses. But... Um, my best friends in, in life, among others, are five or six guys that I went to college with at Long Beach State. I graduated from Long Beach in December of 1980. And um, again, I talked to three of my best friends from uh, my accounting program. We are all at or about the age of 60, and we've been talking about our kids, and some of them have grandkids. And uh, we were talking about how it's just been, you know, so I say, well, what have you been doing? And well, not doing anything, not going anywhere, not seeing anybody. And it is, I'm sure everybody's getting a little cabin fever, but, you know, life goes on. And the good news is that this will have an end to it. And it's hopefully sooner rather than later. And um, I'm here to try and bring you some good information and uh, uh, get your dental practice back and rolling. I was uh, talking to a dentist today who here in Orange County is doing about 120% of what he was doing before COVID-19. He says, Art, everybody wants to come back. And we're hearing that more and more. I actually spoke to two dentists who were telling me similar stories, um, some of the things that they're doing and, and things like that, which we'll be talking about in future episodes. So we're going to talk about the stimulus bill and what's going on and what we think is going to pass Congress by the end of the month. And then the last thing I'm going to talk to you about is something I've wanted to talk to you about for a while and something, unfortunately, I am hearing stories about Um especially among the elderly, is um, IRS tax scams. Now, this is not the IRS scamming you. These are people, the bad, we call them the bad players, if you will. These are people who are literally 
calling you, emailing you, texting you, going after you on social media, and basically trying to get at your personal information, your banking data. So we're going to talk a bunch about that. But before I do, let me give you some information. Um, if you want to get a hold of me in my office in Tustin, I was informed by the management that our numbers have not changed with our merger. So I'm going to give you two numbers. I'm going to give you the office number, which is 714-505-9000. And my direct line, which comes to my phone. And if you call me uh, after we go up on the internet on this one, which is going to be Wednesday, July 22nd, and I don't get back to you. It's because we have a brand new phone system, and I just got a brand new computer. And when you give uh, Art Wiederman uh, brand new technology, that sometimes is a recipe for disaster. But I'm, uh, I learned a little bit about it today, and I'll, I'll get back to you. And uh, my direct number is uh, 657-279-3243. That's 657-279-3243. Uh, go on to our website, which is now www.idebailey, and that's spelled E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y. And it is a, um, uh, it, it's idebailey.com. And they have such unbelievable resources. They have a whole team of people who put together the up-to-date uh, goings-on in tax and accounting and finance. Uh, they actually have people in Washington, D.C. who are lobbyists similar to uh, my new bestest friend, Megan Mortimer from the American Dental Association. So they, they have lobby, they have people actually in Washington watching, uh, tax and finance legislation all the time. And they have some great information on their website. Um, for example, if you, um, uh, were, uh, billing Medicare and you wanted some of the, um, provider relief fund money, they've got a great article on their website about that. So, our podcasts are all up on the website at www.idebailey.com. I don't know what they have done with our old website, www.hmwccpa.com. I don't know if it's been taken down yet, but I suspect it will be at some point in the near future. Do go on to our Decisions in Dentistry uh, partners website, www.decisionsindentistry.com. On the front page, you can, uh, you can do two things, folks. You can go ahead and get a link. Uh, I'm sorry, you can check a box and you can uh, ask for a complimentary 30 minute consultation from one of the members of the Academy of Dental CPAs. Um, and, uh, you send that email to me at artweederman at gmail.com. Uh, actually, you'll click the box. They'll send me the email. If you want to send it to me directly, I'll do that too. And then, uh, I will contact you, uh, personally if you, if, you know, because I don't think it tells where you're from. I'll ask you where you're from and I'll say, for example, if you're in St. Louis, call my friend Bill Perry at, uh, Bender Weltman and Company and they'll take care of you. If you're in, uh, Tampa, Florida, my friend, uh, Marty Yost, he'll take care of you. You know, we've got, we've got you covered everywhere in the country. And if you're looking for a dental specific CPA anywhere in the United States, my, uh, my uh, brethren, the Academy of Dental CPAs is there to help you, www.adcpa.org. So let me start out by telling you about my new adventure, which begins tomorrow morning, Monday, July 20th, 2020. 
So uh, I started my career at Deloitte, Haskins and Sells, which is now Deloitte. Started, then went to my own firm, uh, had about 10 people when we merged it in 2014 with uh, HMWC, which at the time had 45 employees and they added some folks and a couple of practices. And when we merged, uh, when we merged tomorrow, we have about 90 people in the group at HMWC and we are merging with Ide Bailey. Now Ide Bailey is the number 20 size. And again, it's like anything else. You can judge uh, CPA firms based on their number of employees or their revenues or what have you. Uh, Ide Bailey is, uh, you know, all the information that I've been provided. They are the number 20 CPA firm in the United States. They're a top 25 firm, uh, which is pretty significant. Uh, they have about 2,500 hundred partners and team members, about I think 350-ish partners, and they have 40 offices mostly in the western and mountain area of the United States. And as I mentioned in the podcast last week, uh, I've been had opportunity to work with several of their folks uh, all the way up to the top. Um, their, their CEO and their western regional directors, Mike and Andy, are just the absolute salt of the earth, really wonderful, wonderful people, just just want to help people. And um, I'm, I'm really excited about being part of this group. And, and one of the main reasons that I'm really excited is because it's going to give give me some opportunities to, you know, to provide some services that I never had the chance to. So these folks have a whole group we're going to be talking about. I'm going to probably have on the podcast, and I probably I will have on the podcast in the coming weeks. Um, a couple of the folks from their research and development tax credit group. Um, I've been kind of talking to our clients about that, that this was coming. It's in the law. Uh, it's complicated and we're going to talk about what qualifies and what doesn't qualify. Um, and in some instances, depending on what you do in your practice, how many locations you have, uh, you could get, you know, thousands of dollars of tax credits that is relatively new for dentists. So we're going to be talking about that. We can do cost segregation studies in our group now, um, where they, uh, uh, you buy a building and it, we don't have to depreciate the whole thing over 39 years. We can break some of it down to five years and seven years and 15 years and get bonus depreciation and get you faster write-offs, which you're probably not going to need this year, but we hope you're going to need next year. Oh, they've got a group that does cybersecurity. That's a big deal. They have a they have litigation support. I do litigation support. It's one of my favorite things to do is um, I don't like to sue people. I don't. That's <laughs> not what I do. Uh, but I will have an attorney call me up and say, Art, I've heard your name and I know you work with dentists. And uh, this particular dentist bought a practice and they were uh, they were wronged and it was misrepresented. Uh, and so therefore, we need you to figure out what the lost profits are going to be. So they have a whole group that, that does litigation support. One of the other things that uh, we've started to do before we merged with Ide Bailey is um, fraud detection and internal controls. So one in every four or every five, depending on what you read, dentists and healthcare practitioners will be uh, embezzled during their careers. I actually had one dentist who's how sad it was that um, uh, his sister embezzled him. That 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 to me is just unconscionable. But there's a story behind every one of these, and uh, we have actually started working with Dentrix, uh, a Dentrix trainer, and we're going to 
basically uh, now they have a whole group that does that, which I am chomping at the bit to find out about as how we can go in and help do some internal control reviews and things like that. Um, that is also something that our um, we have a couple of uh, CFEs, uh, our president, uh, Alan Schiff, who I just continue. I talked to Alan yesterday and he just continues to amaze me as the 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 passion and care that he has for this wonderful profession called the dental profession. And uh, he is one of those and he he does that work and is very, very good at it. So fraud detection, uh, they do Medicare and Medicaid cost reports and reimbursements and credentialing. It's just, again, something I couldn't have imagined how to do. Uh, metrics and revenue consulting, which is something that, that I'm going to be talking about as we come along here. We did have, um, we've had, uh, two great, uh, companies that do metrics, uh, Rick Williford from Dentometrics and Curtis Marshall from Dental Intel talk about the importance of metrics in a dental office. And we do that consulting for, for doctors. Uh, I was telling a story about how one of our clients we found out had, uh, 3,300 active patients and 1,300 of them, uh, had not been seen in the last 18 months. And this software that is now available, uh, in the past five or six years, which I wish was available 35 years ago, I would have loved to have seen it, um, can tell me where there's profit holes in the practice. And then we can work with our coaches on, on that. Um, valuations and, you know, buy, sell consultings. And the other thing that we're going to be working on, and I'll be talking about this in the months and weeks and months to come, is again, I now have a whole amazing marketing team. Jessica Gro- um, Grobel uh, is uh, the uh, medical marketing director. Uh, she's awesome. Just absolutely freaking awesome. Uh, we've had an opportunity to work together on these uh, webinars that we've been doing every week with the Ide Bailey dentists and the, the um, HMWC dentists. And now combined between Ide Bailey and HMWC, I think we're, appro- we're going to be approaching seven or 800 dentists as clients. So we want to get that information out to our clients and we're going to be getting together with um, some of the most prominent people in dentistry and putting together webinar series to help get you the most current information to help you build your practice. So, so we are very excited. Uh, if you are a client of mine, and again, I know there's a lot of folks that are clients that listen to this um, podcast, and I am eternally grateful for every single one of you. I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate all the kind emails and words and letters and things that we've gotten. Uh, I'm, I'm honored and, and humbled by it. I will ask you, they gave me my new computer today. It looks very, very different than the one that I had uh, on Wednesday that I handed in. And uh, so if I don't get back to you on an email or a phone call, uh, be patient with me for the first week or two because it's uh, uh, they have uh, and they're a very, very efficient firm. It's just their systems are different. I'm going to learn them like any any new system. It's like when you bought your you know first practice, you had to learn all your new systems that were there when you bought it. So so again, I am now a part of Ide Bailey and uh, my uh, email address at the office. Uh, as of tomorrow morning is a Wiederman and that's W I E D E R M A N at idebailey.com. So that's a little bit about our firm. Very excited, but just, just fantastic people. I am just thrilled to be associated with them. 
And, um, you know, for my clients, like I mentioned last week is that, uh, you know, not a whole lot's going to change for you. I mean, the, the bill will look different. The name of the company will be different. Uh, the people are all the same. We're all doing the same things. We're pretty much using the same tax software and document storage software. I'm going to have to learn a different way to input my time. And uh, as long as I know how to send an email and get an email, I'm probably pretty good. So, uh, with that, let's move on to my good friend, Gary Takis. And uh, Alan, uh, Alan Schiff, who I mentioned earlier, is just uh, – the man is relentless when it comes to, to helping Dennis. And, um, you know, I've known Gary Takis for 25 years. Um, I met Gary in Phoenix where he is based. Um, and he and I played around the golf, not at the TPC of Scottsdale where they play the Phoenix Open every, uh, uh, January, but, um, at the course, it's sister course next door. I don't remember what it was called. And it was about two weeks before they did the Phoenix Open. And for those of you who are golf fans, you know that they, they build out the 16th hole, which they call, they call the Phoenix Open the greatest, uh, show on turf. Um, and it is a four day party. It's unbelievable. Um, I did a, did a day called Caddy for a Cure where I got to spend the day actually being the caddy at a pro-am for a professional PGA golfer, Kevin. Nah, it was one of the most fun days of my entire life. I will never forget it. And so Gary and I snuck on, snuck onto the 16th hole while they were building it. And I still had my slice back then and I uh, killed two spectators that were not sitting in the stands. And then Gary and I became friends. And about four or five, four years ago, Gary said, you know, you should really do a podcast. And I said, what is a podcast? I didn't know what a podcast was. Honest to God, I didn't know what it was. So he taught me and he hooked me up with Jody, uh, uh, Jody Smith, who's my producer, who's been unbelievable. And hence the art of dental finance. This is episode number 84. So, we at the Academy of Dental CPAs, Alan sends out an email, says, by the way, I've been talking to Gary. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to be partnering with Gary Takis and we, the Academy of Dental CPAs, are going to be doing uh, every one of their, every other one of their episodes for the coming months. And I believe that is starting on July 28th. Alan is going to talk about overhead control. Um, I, uh, Alan told me I'm going to be on on August 4th and then we're going to have, uh, um, uh, Angie Pratt from, uh, BWTP in St. Louis. Um, and then I, I guess they, I don't know what August 18th, that may be me again, but we're going to have, uh, Bill Owens, my good friend in Phoenix from Owens Bondell to talk about team bonus systems. September 1, we're going to have, uh, tax planning for 2020. Uh, Kate Williford, who is as good as it gets in this country as a dental CPA, dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, September the 8th, um, uh, we're going to have someone talk about investing now and in the future with, uh, Ted Schumann II, um, I mentioned earlier this year that we very sadly lost all of our dear friends. Ted, uh, friend Ted Schumann passed away from cancer, uh, in late December and his son Teddy, who is one of the nicest young men you will ever met. He's going to come on and talk about investing. Uh, who else do we have? We have, uh, successful dentists. Why in your mind are the successful, uh, what are the successful attributes of your most successful dentist? And that's from David Goodman. And, uh, anytime you get a chance to listen to David, David's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then we have, um, 
taxes and cost segregation studies with uh, Eric Weitzner from Baker Tilly, which is our Minneapolis uh, member. And then Ed Schalberg, who is one of the most fascinating people I have ever met in my life. Um, Ed is a, a veteran. Uh, Ed gives information to this group on our blog that is just unbelievable history. Um, he, he's just, just one of the nicest, kindest sharing people I have ever met. He's, uh, one of our members in, in Northern California and Ed's going to be talking about taxes and, uh, tag R and D credits and things like that. So, uh, we have, uh, and then on October 20th, we've got, uh, Mark Rosen, my, uh, Boston golfing buddy and Jeff Kristoff, who've been keeping people informed on the PPP. Uh, they're going to talk about PPP loan forgiveness. So, um, one thing I do want to mention to you is that, um, there is a very special webinar that I would encourage every one of you to sign up for. And it is a joint webinar with Gary and the ADCPA. So Gary does two podcasts. Gary's podcast, his main podcast, which he's done for, I believe it's seven years. Gary's only about 450 episodes ahead of me. And he publishes every week is called the thriving dentist show. And if you do not listen to the thriving dentist show, you need to subscribe to it just like you should be subscribing to the art of dental finance and management. And Gary gives great, great information every week between guests and his own insights um, and his uh, partner, Naren, um, who is uh, a marketing expert. And so uh, he does the Thriving Dentist Show. Uh, he does that on um, on his own. And then he does another one with Naren, who again is a marketing, dental marketing specialist, is called the Less Insurance Dependence Podcast, because one of Gary's missions, as is mine, is to get people to reduce their dependency on insurance. So here's the information on the webinar that Gary is going to be doing. It's Tuesday, July 28th at 5 p.m., um, four proven strategies to reduce practice overhead to 60% or less. It's going to be Gary. It's going to be, um, Naren Arulaja, I believe is the way we pronounce his name. Naren, if I did not pronounce your name correctly, this is on the internet. Please accept my apology. Uh, and then, uh, Alan Schiff, our president. So the three of them are going to be talking about that. So what I'd like to encourage all of you to do is to go to thrivingdentistshow.com uh, slash webinar slash ADCPA to register. That's thrivingdentist.com slash webinar slash ADCPA. Register for the webinar. It's going to be Jan- um, July the 28th. Um, It's going to be July the 28th at 5 p.m. And we would love to have you listen. And it's going to be some great information. So we're excited about our partnership with Gary. Gary... Gary is just amazing. He's just a, uh, I, I, lo- I mean, I've listened to him lecture. He and I have shared the stage, oh, maybe 10 times in my career. And he is just absolutely a wealth of knowledge. And every single time I listen to him, I learn something new. So please listen to the podcast, The Thriving Dentist Show. You'll hear the members of the ADCPA. Uh, you'll hear me. And, um, uh, do listen, uh, and, and go on, uh, July 28th, which is, basically a Tuesday evening uh, and uh, listen to the podcast. So, okay, let's move on and let's talk about the stimulus bill that we got going on in Congress here. 
um, well, that we're going to have. So, as we all know, on July 31, the $600 bonus unemployment is going to run out. And uh, there's been conversation among the White House and Republicans and Democrats, but really not a whole lot has happened. About a month and a half ago, maybe, I lose track of time, uh, the uh, the Democrats uh, put out and, and passed in the House of Representatives an 1,800-plus page bill called the HEROES Act, which has uh, which was would be the largest stimulus bill in American history. It was over $3 trillion. And the Republicans called it dead on arrival, and uh, and it was. Nothing happened to it. Well, now we're to the point where 30-plus million Americans are receiving unemployment benefits at the tune of $600 a week. So, for example, here in California, you could end up with $1,050 a week in unemployment between your federal $600 stimulus unemployment and your maximum unemployment in California's $450 a week. So, you could end up with $1,050 in unemployment. That is the equivalent, folks, of close to $50,000 a year in income. So, big incentive for people maybe not to work. So they understand that people are, there are lots of people who are not like that. The vast majority of people want to work, want to be productive members of society. So they're going to go ahead and they're going to probably increase that. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So here, here's where this thing is going. So uh, yesterday, White House Chief of Staff uh, Mark Meadows was uh, basically said that on Monday, uh, the twenty the 20th, the um, discussions are going to begin in earnest uh, on this stimulus package. Um, Senator McConnell and um, uh, Senator McCarthy uh, basically, I'm sorry, Senator McConnell and, and um, Representative McCarthy. Uh, McConnell is the Senate Majority Leader because he's a Republican. And uh, Kevin McCarthy is the House Minority Leader and Minority Leader because uh, the Democrats are uh, have uh, fewer members. The Republicans have fewer members in Congress. Uh, and President Trump and Secretary of the Treasury Mnuchin are going to basically fine-tune their proposal. So the Republicans are going to put out a proposal. Um, you know, basically... Yeah, you know, the the last one, the uh, the CARES Act, which passed on March twenty seventh, it passed really fast by a unanimous vote. Nobody even probably looked at it, and it is it, it because they had to do something. Well, we're now four months down the road, and everybody's saying, "Wait a minute!" So you know, the White House and the Senate Republicans do not want additional funding um, to go to the CDC. Uh, for additional testing and tracing. And that is a big part of what the Democrats want. So that's going to be a big bone of contention. Uh, the White House and the Republicans don't want that. The Democrats, that is a cornerstone of what they want. Uh, that's going to be a negotiation. Uh, President Trump has said that there are two things that he must have in any stimulus bill. Number one is a payroll tax cut. He has basically said if there is no payroll tax cut in this stimulus bill, he will veto it. Uh, that's going to be tough 
because the Democrats' position on uh, payroll tax cut is, listen, we don't have people back to work. So how are you going to cut payroll taxes if you have 30, 35 million people not at work? And again, folks, I don't do politics. Uh, that's not in my, that's not in my podcast contract with the art of dental finance and management. I don't do, I don't do politics, but that's what they're saying. The other thing that he wants, which I truly believe is a good thing, uh, is the president wants protections for businesses because you, we all know, you know, business is opening up now. People are walking into businesses. People are walking into businesses, even though there's a big sign on the window that says, do not come into this, uh, business. If you're not wearing a mask and people walk in without masks or somebody takes their mask down or the person behind the counter does. And the next thing you know, somebody gets, God forbid, this horrible virus and dies from it. And they say, oh, well, I got that at the dry cleaner. I'm going to sue the dry cleaner. Or I got that at Target more, more likely. So there's got to be some protections for businesses who are opening up and seeing customers so that you don't have to be afraid that everybody who walks in, if they get COVID, they're going to say, it's Target's fault. It's Walmart's fault. It's Nordstrom's fault. They, they, they don't want that to happen. So that's something, you know, not to be sued. Um, you know, we talked about the Heroes Act was, uh, that's not going to get passed. That's a $3 trillion bill. Um, they are talking about another round of stimulus checks, but Senator McConnell, uh, is basically trying to put up a number and saying that they shouldn't give the stimulus checks, which were $1,200, to anybody who makes less than $40,000 a year. Now, I will tell you, folks, I don't think that's a good idea. Um, it was limited to people making 75000 a year as an individual and 99000 as a married couple, and then it phased out. I mean, if you only include people that are making 40,000 a year, you're going to take a lot of people and put them on a food, on a food line. Um, maybe they should come to California or Hawaii or maybe even Washington DC and take a look at what the cost of living is. Uh, but that's what, uh, that's what Senator McConnell wants to do. As far as the unemployment amounts, this is big. The White House and the, uh, The Republicans are basically saying that they want to cut the amount. The $600 is probably going away. We think that it will be extended, that the unemployment, federal unemployment benefits will be extended. But everybody is pretty aware that the $600 was a total disincentive for people to work. Um, and, uh, so we believe that the Republicans are going to offer up somewhere between two and $400 a week. Uh, the White House is saying that that is more likely to land on the $200 a week. So that is something to look at. Uh, they are also talking about some mechanism to basically try and figure out how much people were making before and giving them some sort of a bonus to go back to work or some monitoring. And, you know, uh, the Democrats are talking about the fact that it's going to be hard enough to implement all of this. Um, what's interesting is that, you know, uh, <laughs> virtually 50% of the unemployment benefits that should have been paid out have not been paid out because the over, the, the unemployment offices have been totally overwhelmed. So now you're going to add more laws and to totally overwhelm them even more. Well, good luck with that. So there's going to be some horse trading going around. We think the unemployment stimulus is going to go up. Uh, is, is going to, I'm sorry, going to go, it's going to go down, but it's going to continue. Will it continue through September 30th or the end of the year? Uh, you know, we, we just, uh, we just don't know. 
Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, the proponents of making it $600 going forward is that it puts more money in the economy, but the opponents are saying that it encourages people not to work and it does balloon the deficit, which is uh, when you see what the deficit's going to be by the end of 2020, it's probably going to approach, it could approach $4 trillion, which is absolutely mind-boggling. Um, uh, so they're talking about that. Um uh, one of the big contention points is that there, the Republicans do not want any payments to state and local governments. I don't know how they're going to get around that. President Trump and the Republicans have been adamant that this stimulus package will not exceed a trillion dollars. And uh, the states are really hurting. I mean, I, I, one of my best friends is a is a dean at a local community college here in California. And he told me uh, today, he said, Art, they're going to start laying people off if, if the state doesn't get money. And, uh, you know, they've shut down most of California. Uh, the schools are not opening here. And um, one of my other friends who's one of my golfing buddies. Uh, he's the legal counsel for a major uh, museum and they're having to lay people off. Uh, the, the colleges are not going to open. Some are, some are not. Uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, if there's no money for the states, I don't know where it's going to come from, folks. Uh, the, like I say, the Republicans want to actually pay a back-to-work bonus to encourage workers to return to work, but we don't know what that's going to look like. Um, you know, there uh, that would look like a an actual tax credit to employers to pass on to employees and another CPA's nightmare. We'll see what happens there. These are all proposals, and they're talking about them. Uh, the retention tax credit, watch out for that. That's going to get expanded, and we think that'll be allowed for PPP uh, users. Uh, we are feeling more and more the more we read that the there's major bipartisan support for PPP expenses to become tax deductible. Remember, right now, because of Treasury decision uh, notice 2020-32, they are not tax deductible. And we also are hearing that there's going to probably be an extension of the PPP program past the 8th of August. Now, one more thing that they are talking about, and there has been a bill that has been introduced in Congress um, in order to do this. And, and basically what it does is it, it has been proposed by a number of senators. Here we go. This is S. 4117, the Paycheck Protection Small Business Forgiveness Act. It was introduced uh, by two Republican, two Democratic senators, Senator um, Kevin Kramer uh, of Republican of North Dakota, Senator Thorne uh, Tillies, a Republican of North Carolina, Senator Kirsten um, uh, Sarema, who's a Democrat from Arizona, and Senator Bob Menendez, Democrat from New Jersey. This would be an automatic forgiveness of all PPP loans that were made that were $150,000 or less, which is the majority of dentists. Most, I'd say 90% of my dentists got uh, less than $150,000 um, with the submission of one simple one page um, attestation form. And uh, it would also hold the lender harmless if the borrower's attestation is deemed to be fraudulent. 3.7 out of 5.1 million PPP loans were less than $150,000. 
Um, they're estimating in their you know numbers that it's going to be a cost of two thousand dollars per taxpayer to hire someone like us to um, go ahead and get rid of um, you know get the forgiveness going, get them you know help them with the calculations. There's still calculations that have to be done. Uh, and five hundred dollars per bank, and this, uh, you know, many of the banks are like in favor of this. They don't have time to do anything with all this PPP stuff going on. Uh, organizations like the Consumers Banking Association, the Independent Com- um, uh, Community Bankers Association, the Credit Unions National Association, and many others are in favor of it. Um, <laughs> Secretary of the Treasury Mnuchin actually said that he thinks that all PPP loans should be forgiven. And I I don't have anything to say about that. I mean, that, that, that's, that's got fraud written all over it. So that's what's going on with the stimulus. Uh, they have to do something by July 31st. I think this is going to move very quickly. Uh, they're going to adjourn for their recess in August, and then they start campaigning. And then the next thing you know is we have an election. Uh, this election is a, less than three and a half months away. Pretty crazy. So the last thing I want to talk to you about today on the podcast is a concern I've had, and it has to do with scams. And we'll probably spend more time on this on a future podcast. But I want to start off by by telling you that this coronavirus has given the, the bad guys more of an opportunity. I'm going to share with you how that works in a little bit. But the first thing I want to do is I want to share with you how the IRS can contact you. And if you ever want to learn about what your rights as a taxpayer are and what the IRS can and cannot do and how they're going to contact you, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I've had, <laughs> I've dealt with the IRS. They're, they're, they're good people. They have a job to do. It's not a fun job. Nobody likes going to get audited. Nobody likes to deal with the tax man or the tax woman, if you will. Um, but one of the best things about the IRS is their website. It's really, really good. www.irs.gov. Um, so how can the IRS contact you? Um, it says right on the front of their information that they generally must contact you by mail from the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, probably not going to get a Federal Express envelope from them. Okay. Um, sometimes they can come into your business um, if you have an overdue tax bill uh, to secure a delinquent tax return. Uh, or to tour your business as part of a civil or criminal investigation. Uh, I had the CID people, which is the criminal, um, uh, CID is, if, C, if you ever meet CID, you're in big trouble. Um, and they are the criminal investigation division of the Internal Revenue Service. And they're going after the fraud, the fraudulent people and the bad people. And I had them walk into my office about a client, which I had no idea. And I sat down and I told them the truth. And that's usually what you want to do. So here's what the IRS. So, so, so they will not email you. They will not text you. They will not call you. Um, so, um, we'll talk about that in a second here. Um, they will, like I say, they will not call to demand immediate payment using prepaid debit or gift cards. They will not demand payment without giving you an opportunity to talk to them and ask questions. Uh, they will not threaten to bring in the police, immigration, etc. So my wife, Lynn, 
uh, and I were standing in the kitchen one day, and she gets a cell phone call, and she answers it, and it is a gentleman. Uh, it's a recording in a very, very deep and very, very threatening voice saying that uh, we have identified you as someone who has committed fraud on the United States government, and you must call this number immediately, because if you do not, the police and the um, the IRS investigators will be at your door, and you will be arrested and taken to jail. Um, and, he, and then that was a recording, and then she got another call of an actual live person. Now, I know my way around these things because I've dealt with them with clients. So I took the phone and I played along just for a second. May not have been the smartest thing I ever did, but I, I wasn't going to give them any of my information. They had my phone number. And, 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 and I finally said, so what prison are you going to send me to? Oh, you think this is funny? I said, I think it's hilarious. And then I said to them, I said, and by the way, uh, I'm an IRS criminal tax attorney. Uh, would you like to continue this conversation? Of course, they hung up. Um, folks, do not talk to them. Do not engage them. Uh, tell your elderly parents not to talk to them or engage them because they will and they will get money out of them. And I have read stories on the Internet about elderly people being built out of their life savings for this. Um, so an IRS official must have two sets of credentials. Number one, they must have something called a pocket commission. And the other is called an HSPD 12 card. Uh, the IRS agent is supposed to, upon your request, provide a dedicated IRS telephone number to verify information. So um, you obviously need to have them show you a badge um, and uh, any official paperwork that they have. And what I would do, again, you know, you might con you know, just say, I need to consult my attorney. And, uh, you know, I, I don't suspect that they're going to come and arrest you. But if you have not done anything wrong, uh, do not give out information. Do not give out information. You need to verify that these people are real. Um, again, if you get an email, if you get a, um, you know, a phone call, a text, do not answer it. They will only generally contact you by mail. So let's talk before we, we leave you today. Let's talk about some of the common scams. And I'm, I'm just scratching the surface of this subject. Um, number one, and this has been the biggest one that I've seen lately. This is a scam where they claim that they are going to suspend or cancel your social security number. Uh, I kept track on my cell phone. I received in a period of about a month, 23 of the same phone calls. And it was a robocall. And it was, it basically said, uh, we are calling to inform you that your social security number has been suspended. If you would like to have your social security number reinstated, please call this number. And it sounds really official. Um, don't do it because, you know, what are they going to do? What's the first thing they're going to do when you call? Oh, hi. Hi, Mr. Wiederman. Thank you for calling. And, and uh, you know, th this has been a big problem. So what is your social security number? And if you give it to them, 
you've basically handed them the keys to your finances. And so do not do that. So number one, uh, nobody's going to take your social security number away. I am 61 years old uh, in about three weeks, and I have never, ever seen anybody lose their social security number by being an honest taxpayer. Um, that is, by the way, IRS tax tip 2019-149, and they've got great information on the IRS's website if you want to read more about it. So um, the scammers are now also calling to offer you an opportunity. Hi, we're from the IRS, and we're working together with other government agencies to offer you a place to send um, money to help victims of Katrina, California wildfires, um, you know, whatever else is going on, whatever natural disaster tornadoes, don't do it. Uh, I get calls from people who claim to be uh, from the Police Auxiliary League and this and that, and we want you to contribute. I never, ever contribute uh, or answer any of those because you don't know if they're real. Um, impersonation email scams. Uh, basically, uh, they're going to send you a fake, say you've got a refund coming from the IRS. So here's a, a link to go and get your refund. And when you click on that link, they basically come in and take your computer over and they've got your personal information. These are really smart people. They will not email you. Do not, if you get anything from the IRS or looks like it's from the IRS and there's an email, do not answer it. If you get any kind of a letter from the IRS, the state of California, the state of Colorado, the state of New York, whatever state you live in, absolutely Stop, do not pass go, do not collect $200, call your CPA, send it to them. Um, one of the things that we can do um, is we have something called the Tax Practitioner's Hotline. And we can call the Tax Practitioner's Hotline and we can say, uh, by the way, we got a notice for Dr. Jones uh, for 2019 that he is being audited or that he owes this money. Can you verify that? And we, you know, we have to get on power of attorney a lot of times and we do that. And the tax practitioner's hotline is a specific vehicle of the IRS that is intended. Uh, it's a group of, of IRS professionals who will talk to CPAs and enrolled agents and tax preparers directly, which is a, I mean, my goodness, they have saved my bacon so many times. And so, you know, um, uh, we can call them up and say, wait a minute, is Dr. Jones really being audited? Uh, does Dr. Jones really owe this money? Are you going to levy his bank account? And they're going to come back and they're going to say, no, we never sent that out, in which case you know it's a scam. Um, fake calls from the taxpayer advocate. And by the way, if you don't know about the taxpayer advocate, the taxpayer advocate is a person at the Internal Revenue Service. It's a, it's a group, but it's a person in each area. Um, and, and basically, if you have been wronged by the IRS, now they, they say – that 40% of IRS notices are incorrect. Um, I don't know what the percentage is these days. It's, uh, I mean, I suspect it's, it's, it's probably not far from the, from the truth because I've fixed more IRS notices in my 44 year career than I 
care to remember. But if you are absolutely, I mean, they're going to, they're about ready or they have levied your bank account and you, you've paid it, you've paid the tax, uh, or you don't owe the tax or they've got you mixed up or your identity has been uh, stolen. The taxpayer advocate is a wonderful person to contact. Now, this is not for you to argue, well, wait a minute, that's deductible. And the auditor said, no, that's not what this is about. This is a, a, a group that if you have been charged with something as far as money goes and you don't owe it or you've already paid it or, or they're levying an account and it's messing up your business and you can't make a payroll and you don't owe this money and, and it's not in dispute, uh, that's where you go to the taxpayer advocate. And they, they actually do a pretty good job uh, in that. Um, here's another one. Impersonation on email of the of being an FBI agent to basically to um you know to make sure that they're going to help you not get nailed by someone who's going to go after you with ransomware so what they'll do is they'll send you a questionnaire a link to a questionnaire from the FBI asking for let me think. What are they going to ask for? Oh, your social security number, your bank account numbers, because we want to make sure that you're protected so that the bad guys don't get at your bank accounts and ransomware you. Now, you know what ransomware is. Ransomware is, and, and, and the bad guys, what they do is they, they get into your computer, uh, they hack into your computer, they lock your computer up, uh, they lock up businesses' computer. They, they have locked up the computers of entire municipalities uh, and basically they demand you know tens and tens of thousands of dollars and in exchange and it has to be paid in Bitcoin and if you don't pay it then they basically get rid of all your information and you have nothing uh, so you know there's scams about you know <laughs> scams by the scammers about scammers to protect you against scammers um, and then um, you know, one of the things you might also want to do is there are big scams going on regarding the economic income, uh, economic uh, impact payments, uh, and and scams regarding the 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 coronavirus, and 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 going after these payments. And basically, the other thing that they're doing is they're scamming, and they're basically saying, well, you know, we can help you get forgiveness on your PPP loan. Why don't you give us your Business bank account information. Surprise, surprise. So, you know, this is something you have to be really, really careful about. So, so the first piece of advice, uh, again, the, to, to just to be really, really clear, folks, is never, ever, ever answer a f- direct phone call from the Internal Revenue Service. Take the name. I mean, if, if you were really worried about it, and you maybe you didn't hear this podcast. Hopefully you did. Um, you know, don't give them any personal information over the phone. Uh, I would I would just hang up, quite frankly. Um, but um, if for some reason you just have a a, a memory lapse, um, you just take their name and number and you'll call them back. But do not. I mean, I wouldn't even go that far. I would just say go ahead and hang up on them. They will not contact you. So the way it works is that you also have rights. Uh, There is something called the Taxpayer's Bill of Rights. The IRS has to be respectful to you. Um, They, you know, cannot be unreasonable. Um, You know, 
and 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 when you get involved with the IRS, um, do not have a a you know, what am I going to say? Um, a, a battle. Don't be prepared for a battle. These are people who. Um, you know, they don't make a lot of money and they are going to look at your tax return and they're going to say, Oh my God, you make a million dollars a year. And, um, you know, if you start acting like you are uh, holier than thou, uh, they will, <laughs> they have all the power. But, um, but when it comes to notices, if you get something in the mail, do not panic. Okay, uh, unless you have something to panic about, do not panic. Uh, get the notice immediately, as my late mother used to say, immediately, if not sooner. Uh, call your CPA if you don't have somebody who knows how to deal with this. Call somebody from the, uh, you know, call me. Call the Academy of Dental CPAs. Someone will look at this for you. Um, you know, we can check with the practitioner's hotline to make sure that it's legitimate. We take a look at your tax return. We see, um, and, and, you know, if, if anybody calls you threatening to take away your social security number, uh, or, or threatening to put you in jail. I mean, that's what they did with my wife. I swear to God, I'm listening. Uh, it, it was a recording. And again, it was a, you are going to go to federal prison. This is very important. You must call within 24 hours. If you do not call, you will be held criminally and civilly liable for all of your acts. I mean, this is what they said to my wife uh, on a recording. I mean, most people get really, really scared uh, by that. And and again, go on to the IRS's website, which again is www.irs.gov. And um, one more thing I want to touch on as far as scams go, and then we'll call it an evening. Um so I want to read you just something off the uh, treasury.gov's website regarding the IRS-related coronavirus scam reporting. What kind of things should you report? And you should report them to the IRS. And if you go on the IRS's website under um, uh, scams, they will tell you where to report. It's a long address. I'm not going to read it to you over the air. So you should report emails from entities posting as the IRS offering early economic impact payment delivery in return for your personally identifiable information. So EIP, economic impact payment, uh, in exchange for personal identifiable information, PII, bank account or credit card number. So if they're offering to get you an economic impact payment, you haven't gotten one, um, but they'll only do it if you give you, give them your banking information or your social security number. Don't do that. Uh, payment of fees and charges to receive a qualifying payment. And again, this could be, this is probably not going to you, doctor, because your income is more than likely higher than the threshold. Again, the old threshold is maximum, um, uh, $198,000 as it fi- you know, phases out. So some of you would be eligible, but this could be for your children. It could be for your adult children who are just getting started in their career. What a horrible thing. Start your career, save some money, and the next thing you know, the bad guys have all of your information and they've cleaned out a bank account uh, or they've stolen your, you know, stolen money from you. So, you know, 
be real careful, especially doctors, when it comes to your parents. Uh, it, you know, tell your parents, say, listen, um, and they, they all, you know, they're, they're in their seventies and eighties and God bless them. Some of them in their nineties and, and they're, oh, we've got it under control. Say, say, mom, dad, just, just listen to me. This is really important. Just if you get anything from the IRS, Promise me you'll just call me so, I mean, we can make sure that we talk to your CPA. And Because, uh, again, you know, we, we, we have read about and seen elderly people, uh, you know, some of them who sadly have dementia or memory issues, and, and, and they're very trusting and they get scammed. So, you got to be careful. Um, you should report telephone call from individual claiming to be from the Treasury Department or the IRS asking you for your personal uh, identifiable information, bank account or credit card number in order to receive your payment. Uh, calls, emails, or other communications claiming to be from the Treasury Department of the IRS and offering coronavirus-related grants or stimulus payments in exchange for personal financial information or an advance fee or change of any kind, including the purchase of gift cards. And there is a form that you can go on. This is at treasury.gov. Um, you know, basically, it, it talks about, are you the victim of an IRS coronavirus scam? Uh, you know, they, they talked about uh, uh, there's new flyer warning pay, uh, taxpayers about impersonation scams. You know, they're, they're, you know, basically people being impersonated. There's a whole letter here. This is dated March 5th, 2020. Uh, Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration in support of the National Consumer Protection Week and National Slam the Scam Day released a new flyer as a reminder for taxpayers about fraudulent calls they may receive from individuals, um, you know, saying they're from the IRS. Um, basically, there's a public service announcement video. Um, there's uh, IRS downloadable scam files. Uh, and again, this is treasury.gov. There's a warning flyer, a five by eight poster. Um, you know, basically, let's see, what else do they have here? If you lost money to IRS scammers via Western Union, you may be able to file a claim to recover funds. Visit the Federal Trade Commission's website to learn more and get started. So there's a lot of information out there. And if you feel like you've been a victim of an IRS-related scam, uh, coronavirus scan, there's actually on their website a whole bunch of information you can fill out. And, um, you know, they, they, they have a whole group that protects taxpayers against that. And just be, we're just like with anything else, you know, I mean, I, I even, we have a, we have a four digit code on our garage, which has got uh, the most important asset that I own is not my retirement plan. Uh, it is not the ownership of my business. It's not the deed to my house. The most important asset that I own are my golf clubs and they are right in the front of my garage. So I make sure that I cover up the keypad so nobody can see what my code is to steal my golf clubs because that would just be disaster. And, and folks, there are bad guys out there and there are hackers out there. And as this economic situation gets worse, we hope it'll get better. You know, depends on what happens with coronavirus. Um, the bad guys are just absolutely taking advantage of people. They're giving you hope that you'll get money when you can't afford food and, and just don't fall for it because nothing has changed. So, well, anyway, that's about all I've got for you today. I'm very excited again about my affiliation with Ide Bailey. Um, 
uh, great way for me to spend the, you know, the next coming, coming years. I'm not retiring folks. Um, I am going to be working with my dentists and helping them to be more profitable and, and working on special projects and doing a lot of the really cool and fun stuff that I, uh, that I love to do. So to get a hold of me in Southern California, uh, you can email me at artweederman at gmail.com. You can email me at awiederman at idbailey.com as of tomorrow. And again, if I figure out how to use my email on my new computer, I'll let you know. Um, you call me at the office, 714-505-9000 or my direct line, 657 279 Three two four three. Go to our partner, Decisions in Dentistry, um, www.decisionsindentistry.com. Um, the best clinical content you could ask for uh, in any magazine. Uh, if you're looking for a complimentary consultation from one of us at the ADCPA, you can get it there. You can get on our uh, email list, our mailing list. Um, we also are having a webinar this Friday, July 20th. 24th at noon California time, which would be three o'clock Eastern time. And it is a webinar that we do twice a month for Ide Bailey. I do it with my friend Scott Haberman, who is a partner in their uh, office in Colorado. And this, this week, um, we have, uh, one of the trainers. I don't know which one it is. Um, from my, my good friend, Rachel Walls, uh, company inspired hygiene. And we're going to talk about how to come back with your hygiene department, uh, after the pandemic. And Rachel is one of my buddies and, uh, she and I are friends on Peloton. I just recently did my 200th Peloton ride. So, uh, you can find, um, art dental finance without the E because it ran out of numbers. If you want to follow me on uh, on Peloton, I, I ride three to four days a week and it's uh, one of the best workouts I've ever had. Not that I have stock in Peloton or, or advertise for them. It's wonderful. Um, so if you want to, it's, it's this July 24th, email me at artweederman at gmail.com or awiederman at idbailey.com. Ask us for the link to the webinar and we'll get it to you. If you can't make it live, uh, we do them on Fridays because most of our dentists are off on Fridays. Uh, if you can't do it on Friday, it will be on the website. All of the webinars that we've done are on the website. Um, and uh, again, you know, uh, if you're looking for a dental specific CPA um, and you're looking for our past uh, podcasts, and this is number 84, we're getting close to 100 folks. Um, I, I got to figure out something special to do for our 100th podcast. That would be really exciting. And um, so uh, go to our website, which is now www.idebailey, that's E-I-D-E-B-A-I-L-L-Y.com. And we'll have all the podcasts there and lots of really good tax and financial information that's uh, kind of blew my mind when I first went onto their pod, uh, onto their website as to all the great uh, information that they have. And if you're looking for a dental specific CPA, again, you know, our, uh, you know, we're now the Ide Bailey office in Southern California, formerly HMWC, and we are the office in Southern California. If you want to, uh, if you're in any other part of the country, go to www.adcpa.org and, um, we got you covered. 24 CPA firms that represent over 9,000 dentists. 
Well, it's late here in Southern California. I'm going to go ahead and brush my teeth and go to bed and get ready to wake up tomorrow morning as a proud member of uh, Ide Bailey CPAs and uh, learn how to use my uh, time and billing system and how to log on and log off and whatever else they're going to teach me. So, uh, God bless every single one of you. And remember my motto here, which says, Five words, failure is not an option. Uh, I am very excited about how the dental profession is coming back uh, stronger than ever. Uh, it's now been recognized by FEMA as an essential service. Uh, for any of you that are concerned about the government shutting down the dental profession, I have heard nothing. Go on the CDA, California Dental Association's website. They've said that there's nothing we've heard. Uh, I've heard, and I would have heard. <laughs> Folks, I've got my finger on the pulse of the dental profession every single professional day of my life. And I've not heard anything. I hope they don't. That would be horrible, but I do not think that's going to happen. So, that's it for this edition of the Art of Dental Finance and Management with Art Wiederman CPA. God bless every one of you. Please keep listening. Tell your friends about the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts or your podcast app. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. <music>